Now, I want you to stand over here. Just to stand over here. Just the way you're standing. Okay? Come over here. You stand over here. And come over here. Right, so somebody said the anointing. Now, the way they are standing like this, I just want to say something here, uh, just to move a bit, just yeah. So, can you imagine the word the Lord said, and I want you to hear this, okay? The Lord said, um, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me." This is Jesus. Then he says, because he has anointed me. From that verse, or we can go to Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because, because, I want you to hear this, because we have so many people who are waiting from God and they are wondering things are not happening. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Then there's a reason why. Because He has anointed me. It isn't saying the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and that. Spirit upon me is anointing. No. Jesus is speaking the reason why the Spirit is upon him. He says, because he has anointed me. That's why the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So what is the reason why I'm sharing this message? Because we still have people who are still praying today. To have a miracle from heaven. And it will never work. I can assure you. God will never send an answer from heaven. Not after Jesus Christ rose from the dead. An answer will never come from heaven. Never. And I want you to hear this. Even if an angel would come to your house now. Even if an angel would come to your house now. He would do nothing. In Acts 10, in Acts 10 from verse 1, I want you to see this. This is Jesus now is gone. What is happening now? There was a certain man in Sicilia called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. In verse 2, this man, he was a devout man and one who feared God with all his household. Who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. So the man prayed to God always. Hear this. He prayed to God always in verse 3. The Bible says what? About the ninth hour of the day he saw clearly in a vision. An angel of God coming. He saw what? He saw who was coming down. An angel of God coming in, in and saying to him, Cornelius. In verse 4, and when he observed him. He was afraid and he said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers 
and your arms have come up for a memorial before God. This is an angel speaking to Cornelius that your prayers have reached before the throne of God. Okay? Now, send men to Joppa and send for Simeon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon Etana, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. Just a moment. An angel arrives in your house. The Bible says Cornelius was in prayer continuously. We expect the angel to come and say, I have come to tell you what to do. The angel says, no, not this age. You go to Peter. He will tell you what you must do. Because now, we are not living in the days of angels. We are living in the days of anointing. Oh, uh, I'm speaking to somebody right here. So we're living in the days of anointing. This is why anointing is very important. If you're watching me now, I want you to receive the anointing. I know you need a business. I need, you need a job. I know you need a breakthrough. But hear me. You will never have a breakthrough without anointing. This is why. In everywhere in the Bible, when people are under panic, only one solution was being found. Anointed man of God would bring a turn around. Whether there is hunger, whether there is war, whenever one anointed comes over the scene, the situation would change. Now, so we are talking about the anointing here. So you may be watching there and you may not catch this revelation and remain the same. Because we have people who write this very minute, they don't even know what is anointing. So they'll be home and they'll be like, uh, I'm wet. So they'll be having this vision in their head where God will be leaving heaven and will be coming to their business. So angels will be like, hey, but we're worshiping you. Where are you going? Like, oh, we are, I'm going to, to Swaziland. There is someone I need to heal them. God will never do that. <laughs> are you here? Stop those pictures having. No, he won't. God wants you to have the anointing on you. I said he wants you to have the anointing. So, look at this. Come over here. He stands over here. Come over, just stand in the middle. Now, so, let's just to give an example that this is heaven. Okay? This is heaven. God is here. And this is a miracle. And this is the one praying. Did you hear that? So, this is a miracle. Okay? Can I have the uh, one more? Come. All right. Now. So him standing here is the anointing. I'm not saying you are the anointing. <laughs> <laughs> now watch this what you're seeing here is how it works 
So there is your miracle here, and there is heaven here, and there is the person praying here, and there is the anointing here. So this anointing is either, it is on something. It could be in oil, it becomes anointing oil. It could be in a cloth, anointed cloth. It could be a man, anointed a man of God. It could be just the spirit of God. So this one here, the Bible says, and I want you to hear this. In Isaiah 10 verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. It says your burden. So this person over here has a burden. You hear that? And he wants the burden to be out. So he wants a miracle. Whether it's finances, whatever it is. The Bible says the burden can only be taken out of his shoulder. The Bible says what? It says the burden shall be taken out of the shoulder. Will be taken from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. So in other words, the Bible isn't saying that his yoke will be destroyed by fasting, by prayer, never. No matter how prayer you can make, you can actually be a chain of you. 100, 1,000 people, we are in chain fasting. We are, but if there is no anointing, my friend, nothing will be destroyed. So if you are praying to have a miracle here, whatever you destroy, you will never have it. The Bible says it shall come to pass when? In this generation. It shall come to pass in this generation. In those days, it could be angels. But not in this generation. In this generation, it is the anointing. What is the anointing? The working of God's spirit. Huh. Are you there, right? So no matter how he prays, he will never get this miracle. So heaven is watching. I gave you, so heaven points. Point at this one. Now he is praying, I need this miracle. I need this miracle. I need this miracle. See where, where, where heaven is pointing. He says what? By the anointing. By the anointing. By the, so the moment him now, okay, the moment him now goes into the anointing, whether he touches the anointing oil, whether the anointed cloth or the anointed man of God, what happens now? Because of that, he pulls his hand, okay? He pulls his hand. The anointing pulls his hand and brings him to what? Miracle. To his miracle. So you cannot change the protocol of heaven. The problem is we have people who want to change how God made things to be happening. That we want just direct access. Even Jesus said you cannot have access to the Father except through me. Then him now, he says, you will do nothing without my spirit. He shall be your helper. He shall be your advocate, your helper. The word helper, it is very important. Helper. So he is being helped. That helping, it is the anointing, the workability of the spirit, the working of the spirit, the helping of the spirit. So you cannot without the helping of the spirit. So Jesus came and gave us the routine. This is how things ought to be. So if the, fa the father will just point at the anointing, you are asking, you are praying, he says, go to major one, meet major one. 
Meet, because he has put his anointing on him. Did you hear that? Now, watch this. Watch this. So, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Okay? So, you, you are praying here. You, you need a miracle. Okay? So, there's an anointing here. Hello? So, the more you pray for the anointing, the more you have the workability to receive. Did you hear that? The more you pray, the more you have the ability. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus says what? He says, hmm, and you shall receive power. What is power? Ability to do work. Power means the ability to do work. Power means the ability to cause change. Power means to have the ability. It's not just ability. Dynamic ability to cause change. Power. Say power. power. Now, you shall receive power. Now, remove the word power there and put the meaning of power. You shall receive the ability to cause changes. Okay? How? After the Holy Spirit has come upon you. After the anointing has come upon you, you shall have the ability to cause changes. The changes you are asking God to cause in your life. God says, simple, I gave you the anointing. Receive it and you're going to have access to cause changes. Can you imagine apostles? Apostles, they are big. Jesus has told them, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall what? And you shall be my witnesses in Judea, in Samaria, okay? He says, you shall receive it. And you, you shall receive what? Ability to cause changes. After the Holy Spirit has come, after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, all right? After the anointing has come, you shall receive the ability to cause changes. That's Acts chapter 1. Did you hear that? Now, in Acts chapter 4, are you here? Are you here? In Acts chapter 4, what are they doing? Look at that. From verse 24. Okay? The Bible says what? It says, so when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. Who are these? These are apostles. What did they hear? They hear that now. Herod is planning to kill all of you. Did you hear that? There is a threat. You are in danger. You are bound to be summoned. Mm, you've been serious consequences. Now, what do they do? Let's see what happened. They say, Lord, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus... Whom you anointed. 
both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, we are gathered together. To do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now verse 29. Then the Bible says what? Now Lord, look on their threats. Did you hear that? Now Lord, look on their what? Threats. Hear this statement. And grant your servants that with boldness they may speak your word. Verse 30. By stretching out your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Verse 31. What, what, what does God do? He gives them anointing. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the anointing. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. God didn't send angels fire. No, he gave them the anointing. He gave them anointing. So where you are, all you need is the anointing. The reason why people are praying, I've been praying for a a breakthrough for years and years. Now it's 17 years I've been praying for this. It won't happen. It's not happening. The reason is simple. Have you noticed that even Jesus couldn't do anything for 30 years until when he was baptized when he was baptized, that baptism is not what he was looking for, for him to start ministry. But the Bible says when he was baptized, the Holy Ghost, the anointing, came upon him in a form of a dove. That is what he was looking for. When the Spirit came upon him, he even dared the devil. He even went into the wilderness and faced him because he had the anointing. Am I talking to somebody right here? And when he finished defeating the devil, he went in the temple and he said, today is the day. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to heal, do this, do that, and do that. So where you are, the problem is you are so much unconscious of the anointing. You don't pay attention. Thank God for the little miracles you are having. It is because the anointing was working in your subconsciousness. Uh, I'm talking to somebody right here. Can you imagine if you took advantage of knowledge, of knowing the anointing you have? Can you imagine if you can take advantage of knowing you possess the anointing? You carry the anointing. You carry the power to cause changes. You can cause change at any time in your family. You can cause change at any time in your body. Can you imagine this? You ask me. I would tell you, I always take advantage of the anointing. I, I have the knowledge. I have the gnosis. I'm not waiting for change to come from heaven. Ah, they want to be changed. Imagine a little boy, David. Can you imagine David? David never said, God, I'm calling for fire. Intercessors come over here. Uh, intercessors come over. Oh, let's pray, let's pray. Oh, lightning hit, hit him. Nope. He, in those days, they were priests. I may assume they were busy interceding. There was another man. His name was called Saul. He forgot he had anointing on his head. 
and he was in his, in his tent. And he said, I don't know if we have anybody who can challenge that giant. I really don't, you know. And David came. He only had the anointing on his head. God was wondering, why are the people of Israel struggling? Where well, someone anointed is in their midst. When God released anointing on someone, for the people, God knows my job is done. If they need anything, they have anointed the person in their midst. The reason why God wants to anoint you for your family, because he knows once he anoints you, your whole family, he knows he's done. If they respect anointing upon you, blessed are they. If they don't, wow, good. But God understands the principle. In any moment, when the people of Israel, they were under the slave, the slavery of king of Egypt, God said, I will send a prophet. I want you to hear this statement. I will send a prophet. So all their tears and prayers, only anointed the man of God in their midst, became a solution. God didn't send an army from Syria to come and redeem the people in Egypt. God didn't send an army from Jordan. God sent one man who had the anointing on his head. Am I talking to somebody right here? So God knows how to deal with issues of people. He releases an anointing. Somebody's anointing. Am I speaking to somebody right here? So the problem is, when people see that man who has the anointing, do they see the anointing on him? Or they see the man? If you see, watch this. You may actually just be seeing a man of God, but not the anointed man of God. And I want you to hear this. You may actually be seeing yourself and not the anointing on you. You may actually be looking at yourself on the mirror and see gems on the mirror and not seeing the anointed gems. The Bible doesn't say that by prophecy, God delivered Israel from Egypt. It doesn't say that. It says by a prophet. Not, not by a prophet who was prophesying to them. Just, just the prophet being in their midst. Israel was preserved. Israel was just sitting next to a prophet. You can be preserved. The Bible says by a prophet. Not, not even by him prophesying. Just by a prophet. Israel was preserved. Israel was delivered. So we have people be like, ah, I went there, I was with the prophet, and he never even prayed for me. No, just by being with the prophet. Is <laughs> it because people don't know how the anointing works? So you may be watching me there, just as you're watching there, just as you're watching, you can actually catch the anointing. So what is the anointing? That's important. The workability of the spirit. The working of the spirit of God. You need it. Where you are, you need God's spirit to work through you. And how do we do it? Number one. Okay. As I already said it. You need the spirit of God to sit upon you. To receive the power over you. Okay. In Acts 2. Verse 1 to 3. The Bible says what? It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind. 
and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. In verse 3, then there appeared to them divided tongues of, as of fire and sat upon each of them. You need the Holy Spirit to sit on you. To sit on you. You can have access to the anointing by allowing the Holy Spirit to take full control of you. Listen, I'm talking to someone here who's watching me now. I want, I want to tell you, you have a great responsibility. God gave you a wonderful work to do for his kingdom, but you will not achieve it without anointing. You need anointing. If there is a prayer point right now that you need, is anointing. And stop looking at heaven. Right now, begin to look upon the anointing that is upon you. By the anointing on me, by the anointing God has given me, by the anointing I have received, I shall break. Just like King, King David. He never said, God, where are you? No. He said, hey, hey, Goliath, you joke around with an anointed person, I will kill you today. And I want you to have the same attitude. Because God wants you now. Take matters in your own hands. And he said, now, anyone messing me up, I put you on the corner. Anyone trying to mess you around, anyone trying to prohibit you, someone said, be squeezed. You should be feared. Demons must fear you. Can you what type of a human being are you that even demons don't even fear you? They look at you and say, ah, this one. Can you imagine at night? At night. Can you imagine? Ah, ah, oh. <laughs> <gasps> hey, hey. <laughs> How? 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 You? Something, something was holding me. Oh, Father, thank you for protection. <laughs> protection. You are being touched. <laughs> There is no protection. <laughs> protection. Hear this. Hear this. Hear this. You need the anointing. You should be seeing visions of when the enemy wants to attack you. You see it in a vision. And you stand and you repair it. Like, hey, I had a vision, very scary. And I think there is something God is, you will repair it. No, they come and hold your neck. And when you're almost dead. Someone was being mourned on a mirror. 
you know, someone, she, she was being monitored on a mirror through witchcraft. So wherever she was going, and they were monitoring her on a mirror. So they were act she was actually living under their mercy. So I said, hey, you. I said, you are living under the mercy of witches and wizards. She said, how? I said, listen. I said, there are people right now who have been monitoring you for two years. The day they will take a needle and hit on the mirror, you are finished. But what they do, they take a needle and point at a mirror like this and you feel pneumonia. She said she, she was feeling pneumonia all her back, like someone is pressing needles. All of the whole back. I said, I know. I said, it happens at night. She said, every night. I, I said, out. She manifested a spirit and a demon of witchcraft which was monitoring her life left and she was free. That night, she slept nothing until today. So now, I told the lady, you see, her things were completely destroyed. Her business was finished. Everything was finished. And now, God restored her. She has got everything and things began to move. Do, 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 do you understand that? I remove you from the eye of witches and wizards.